Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Hey, everybody, David Nagel. Welcome to another episode of the Successful Mind Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about victim thinking. How does it get into our mind? And uh, how does it get passed down from one generation to another? And actually, you know, once you start studying this a little bit, it, it really does become kind of a wonder as to how this actually happens. If you think about it, uh, the, the, the human function of thought is the highest capability uh, that we have. It, the, the fact that we can consciously think and what our thinking can actually do. Everything that human beings have created has come from people thinking. Uh, com- these computers, these amazing computers that we have, that can think and process information in, incredibly fast to in, in such incredible detail and do so many different things comes as a result of the human brain, human people thinking, right? People thinking. Now, think about this for a second. If you had a computer that was in charge of some piece of machinery and the whatever the machinery was supposed to be doing went haywire and it was not doing what it was supposed to be doing. Take an airplane, for instance. An airplane has autopilot. That's a computer. The autopilot measures the deviation between the set point of the plane and constantly puts it back on on track so that it arrives at its destination safely. Imagine if that computer went haywire, right? Not only could it could it not take you where you want to go, but it could kill everybody on the airplane. If that was to happen, would we blame another airplane for it? Now think about that for a second, right? Would we blame another airplane? Would would we blame, like, would we find something else to blame? No, we would find out what went wrong with the computer and we would fix it. We would understand that's what the problem is. Now think about the human mind. When a person is having, getting results in their life that are not good, that they don't want, why is it that we have such a subset of individuals that do not understand that they're causing this problem and they blame other people? And this is a phenomenal question that every person needs to ask themselves because there is very, something very interesting that the human mind does that the computer does not do, and it, it is this. It interprets reality based on its own belief system. That means that if I have a belief system that says that I'm broke, uh, that I'm living in poverty, and in that belief system, I was taught that big business or business people or the evil business people are the ones that are keeping me from making money, that will become the reality that I will live in, and I will see that everywhere that I look. I will not see that the cause of my own poverty is my lack of education, my lack of discipline my lack of skill set, my lack of confidence. I won't see it as having anything to do with me. I will literally see it as other things being the cause of the problem that I have. And so much so that we have enormous groups of people that walk around today that literally believe that the problems that they have are because of other people. When you have people that, that engage in this thought process and this behavior, you end up with people believing that they're causing other people to be in whatever distress that they're actually in. 
because they do not understand responsibility. They do not understand how to take control of their own thinking. They do not understand emotional intelligence. They do not understand cause and effect based on the process of how they think. And the unfortunate thing about it is it's not like the information is not here. But what's fascinating is that most people are not ever introduced to this information. When we go to school, they don't teach us how to think um, from a premise of a higher potential to a lower potential. Uh, they th- they were, we're taught based how to think on mathematics and uh, reading and English or you know language, chemistry, science. We're taught how to think based on those topics, but we're not taught how to think outside of that norm. Now, I have James Allen's book here, As a Man Thinketh, which is the best book that I have ever found on not only how to correlate cause and effect and thought in the, in the mind of the, of the reader, but the whole sense of accepting responsibility for what we are in our life, what we have in our life, the circumstances that we're getting, so that if we truly want to change it, we can, because the moment that we start to become aware that we are the one that's causing the problem, we can assume back the power to change that problem. So listen to what Alan says here. He calls this effective thought on circumstances. A man's mind may be likened to a garden, which may be intelligently cultivated or allowed to run wild. But whether cultivated or neglected, it must and will bring forth. If no useful seeds are put into it, then an abundance of useless weed seeds will fall therein and will continue to produce their kind. Just as a gardener cultivates his plot, keeping it free from weeds and growing the flowers and the fruits, which he requires, so may a man tend the garden of his mind, weeding out all of the wrong, useless, and impure thoughts and cultivating toward perfection, the flowers and the fruits of right, useful, and pure thoughts. By pursuing this process, a man sooner or later discovers that he is the master gardener of his soul, the director of his life. He also reveals within himself the laws of thought and understands with ever-increasing accuracy how the thought forces of the mind elements operate in the shaping of his character, circumstances, and his destiny. So look at it like this. Ask yourself... Do you have the results in your life that you want? Are you really living the life that you really want? And if you're not, understand that the way that you think is causing you to live the life that you're currently living. If you did not get the information or the skill set on how to think from your parents, what literally happened? What happened was you are in a lineage of generational thought and generational experience that has put together a cause and effect based on what they believe to be true. And then we figure out how to survive based on that idea. And we pass it down from one generation to the next. So like, for instance, if you take, if you take somebody that was, that was um, maybe let's say in their twenties, during the Great Depression in the United States. <clears throat> now, everybody had a different experience of the Depression. I realize that. But let's just say you're a family. Mom and dad are in their 20s. And they're having a rough go of it, okay? The beliefs that they may create out of that scenario, 
might be that they have to find a good job and stay there. They have to save every dime that they make. They can't squander. They have to be extremely frugal. Um, you know, everything might be really tight, you know, to the belt, tight purse strings type of thing. And then there could be beliefs that come out that are not good, like business is bad, the stock market's bad, the government's bad. I may be I may be exaggerating some of these, but probably not too much because we do know that a lot of beliefs of negativity come out of things that happen that are bad that we then attach negative beliefs to. It doesn't necessarily make it true, okay? So anything that you want to find a truth out, you have to be willing to do the research to find the truth out to begin with. But if mom and dad develop these beliefs, they're the ones that are having the experience of this time in their life. They're primarily having this experience because they don't understand that they have an option to have a different experience. Now, what do I mean by that? There were people in the, in the Depression that made millions of dollars, and there were people in the Depression that lost everything, and there were people in the Depression that committed suicide. People had all manners of different experiences during that piece of history that, that we had. And you can look back at any time in history that we have. People that were that were growing up, raising families, working, living during difficult times, or during any time, I should say, they're taking in the information that they're experiencing. But if they do not understand how to think outside of the box that they're in, they can only think with the information that is being presented to them because they don't know that there's any other way of doing anything. They don't know that there's any other way of thinking. If you have corrupted values, corrupted morals, if you have very rigid thinking that does not allow for expansion outside into different possibilities, the options of thought just aren't there. The mind is not going to run roughshod all over everything because it's designed to keep a person alive. So it takes whatever belief system that's been handed down to it and it replicates it within that person, okay? That family, that mom and dad, are now going to pass that belief system on to the kids. But there's a major difference because the kids don't know anything different. They don't even know why the mom and dad come to the realization about their beliefs that they actually have. So the kids just accept it for what it is they're being taught is an absolute truth. You know, the, 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 the prejudices, the biases... Uh, the, the real major issues that we have in the world right now come from belief systems that people don't even understand why they have those belief systems. But they're always looking for some kind of confirmation bias outside of themselves to verify the belief without ever understanding they're causing the belief by the meaning that they're giving to something. And the moment that I give something a meaning that puts me in a box, my, I lose the option of thinking differently because I will then only think based on the information that I have, that I see, that I believe, and that is, that, is, that is real to me, that is in my reality. But that does not mean it's the whole truth. So when you have generations of people going through this kind of confirmation bias in their belief system, they pass it down from one generation to the next. The moment somebody says, this group of people is causing me to experience this problem in any way, shape, or form, we have moved into a victim bias, meaning that I now see the world as a victim. I don't see the world as an empowered thinker who has the ability to make a significant conscious change in my life. 
I see myself as a victim. And to see myself as a victim, I constantly have to look for the people that are victimizing me. Big problem. Because the more that I look for that, the more I'm going to find it. Anything that we give our attention to grows. If I consistently give my attention to my belief to something, whether it's true or not, I will manifest that reality in my life. I mean, people live in delusion and denial all day long. And they seem to move through their life, but they're not living the life that they really want. So when this happens, we end up passing down the idea that we're victims to children. Children do not know that we're not, so they just accept their world as being a victim. Here's their history. Here's their world. Here's what happened to their ancestors. You're a victim. And you can only do this because we need a bunch of other people to change before we can do anything different. Because why? Because you're a victim. And it gets passed on from one generation to another. Until somebody decides to think outside of that box and realize that nothing has any meaning until a human being gives it meaning, and we can change the meaning of something at will to either empower us or disempower us. Period. There is no middle ground there. Something either serves you or it doesn't serve you. Now, look back here at what James Allen is saying. He says, thought and character are one. And as character can only manifest and discover itself through environment and circumstance, the outer conditions of a person's life will always be found to be harmoniously related to their inner state. This does not mean that a man's circumstances at any given time are an indication of his entire character, but that those circumstances are so intimately connected with some vital thought element within himself that for the time being, they are indispensable to his development. Every person is where he is by the law of his being, and thoughts which he has built into his character have brought him there. And in the arrangement... Of, the, of, of his life, there is no element of chance, but all is the result of a law which cannot err. This is just as true of those who feel out of harmony with their surroundings as those who are contented with them. As a progressive and evolving being, man is where he is that he may learn that he may grow, and as he learns the spiritual lessons, which any circumstance contained for him, it passes away and gives place to other circumstances. So what's he talking about here? So let's try this. Try this, because in order to break the chain of victimization in the mind, you have to be willing and able to see something different, right? Now, here, here's the deal. You can go back to being a victim anytime you want to, Right? But try this. Start asking yourself, why am I choosing to have the circumstance I'm having? Why am I choosing to experience what I'm experiencing? There's something very important about this. When we realize that we're choosing to experience life the way we're experiencing it, we then can understand logically that the entirety of our experience of anything that we're experiencing has to do with the meaning that we're giving it. We can change that meaning and then change our experience. We can change the meaning and we can change our experience. 
Now, people will very often say, but this means this, and this means this, and it has to mean X, Y, Z, whatever it is. Ask yourself, why? Why? Why do we hold on to beliefs that are so destructive in nature, so destructive and and such a battery of force in a person's life that it makes them miserable, it makes them broke, it makes them sick, it makes them combative, and it doesn't allow people to move forward? Why is that? Because when a person develops a belief system, they do not understand anything outside of it as it relates to their well-being. They're in defensive posture. That's the sub- how the subconscious mind operates. It operates in a way where it, gather- it, it gathers information over a period of time for the first few years of a person's life, and it develops a pattern of living and recognizing so that it can keep the person safe. The whole idea is that it keeps the life form safe, moving forward, not dying. Every man is where he is by the law of his thinking. The thoughts which he has built into his character have brought him there. And in the arrangement of his life, there is no element of chance, but all is the result of a law which cannot err. What is that law? Well, the law is basically this. It, the, the human mind is very much like the soil. Whatever you plant in it, the soil is immoral. It's, it doesn't care what it is. It'll grow a weed or it'll grow a beautiful rose. The subconscious mind is the same way. It doesn't care what you plant. It will return what you plant. If it is planted with good, prosperous thoughts, you will have a good, prosperous life. If it was not planted with that, you'll have the result of whatever it was planted with. Allen goes on to say, man is buffeted by circumstance so long as he believes himself to be a creature of an outside condition. But when he realizes that he is the creative power and that he may command the hidden soil and the seeds of his being out of which circumstances grow, he then becomes the rightful master of himself. That circumstances grow out of every thought man knows for any length of time has practiced self-control and self-purification, for he will have noticed that the alteration in his circumstances has been in exact ratio with his altered mental condition. So true is this that when man earnestly applies himself to remedy the defects of his character and makes swift and marked progress, he passes rapidly through a succession of viscitudes. The soul attracts that which it secretly harbors, that which it loves, and also that which it fears. It reaches the height of its cherished aspirations. It falls to the level of its unchastened desires. And circumstances are by means which the soul receives its own. So that means this. We get, we deserve what we're experiencing. Now, you may not like that based on what you're experiencing. I remember one time I didn't like that based on what I was experiencing. But it was one of the things that began to wake me up to the idea that I was putting myself in the place that I was in, and I could get myself out if I could teach myself how to think correctly. I also came to the harsh realization that I did not grow up in a place that taught me how to think correctly. I was taught how to think to survive, and I was taught how to think to judge other people, and I was taught how to think about how to keep myself safe. I, was not, I did not have prosperous thought 
in my consciousness. I had to develop that over time. But I had to learn. I had to study. And it's not something that's passed on very much. As I sit here and I do this podcast with you, we're coming off the back of an extraordinarily divided election, an extraordinarily divided country in the, in the U.S. And we find that this is taking place all around the world. There's two poles of thinking. But here's what's underneath of these. And of course, this is not completely absolute in either direction, but there is this entirety of victimized thought process that is keeping us stuck. We say, well, why can't we come together? We can never come together when we see ourselves as victims. We need people that can stand up together and actually see themselves as empowered people and stop blaming each other and find out how to actually move forward. The more we keep blaming, the more we continue to create victimized thought that gets passed on from one generation to the next. If you're hearing this, be the generation, be the person in the family that's going to stop the victimized thinking in your family and really study how you are going to learn to think correctly, accurately, so that you can move yourself and your family forward. I can guarantee you this. It will never change from one generation to the next until somebody changes it. And the worst victimized thinking ends up with somebody being broke and sick and down and out and just, you know, basically completely useless in life. Because that person needs everybody else to be better. Somebody once said, the whole idea behind this is when a person believes that we have to send the entire world to a psychiatrist for us to get better, you know we've got a problem. And we've got a big problem. So, um, what I want to put behind this idea is simply this. There's, there are no victims. There are no victims. There's only participants. They're either conscious participants or there's unconscious participants. Unconscious participants believe themselves to be victims. We have to wake those people up so that they can realize that they're not victims. And that does not mean that something wasn't done to someone, okay? That I'm not saying that. So don't go twisting what you're hearing. There's plenty of things that have been done to people. Whether a person moves on with their life or not is entirely whether they see themselves as a victim or whether they walk around blaming somebody for, the, for what they have or don't have for the rest of their life. You don't want to do that. The, here's the beauty behind this. The beauty behind it is that you've got the ability to create an amazing life that you'll never get by changing another person's victimized or biased thinking toward you. You will never get that because we all create our own life. We're the creators of it. You have what you have by your own creation. I would get James Allen, As a Man Thinketh. Get the book. Read the book. Read it. Try it. Ask yourself why you're experiencing what you're experiencing. Allow a different side of you to come to the surface so that you can break the idea of victimized pattern thinking within your family lineage if it, if it exists. Don't tolerate it anywhere that you go. Stand in your power and create the life that you want. Thanks very much. We'll see you on the next Successful Mind podcast. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.